three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 452. Um, look, the, the city noises today outside are very, very loud. I'm trying to not be distracted by them. I have no doubt you cannot hear them, but there's like delivery trucks, there's fire trucks, there's leaf blowers. It's like insane out there. And it's the first time in a while that the noises of the city have gotten to me. So if I'm a little bit rattled today, that's why I'm trying, I'm trying to like, oh, it's okay, Zach. Like they can't hear it, but it does really throw you off and you hear like a big, like crash. And you're like trying to, you're in the middle of a monologue and you're like, boom, in the background. And you're like. No, I'm still good. I'm still talking about Tom Brady. It's all good. Um, I've been watching Ozark season four. I'm like, gosh, I'm only like three episodes in, but it is amazing. It's I that show. Um, if you haven't watched Ozark, it's funny. It's got a lot of. I, I'm sure it steals a lot from that show with Walter White, which Breaking Bad. Uh, a lot, a little bit of Justified in there, but there's these characters, man, that are so compelling. And interesting, and I can't wait to see how they play out. And also, the, the final thing I'll say to start the show today, I need to cut my hair. My hair is getting I'm – I'm probably going to buzz the side maybe and leave it longer on top. As much as I like having uh, a buzzed head, right? I do like having uh, – shaving my hair is great because you don't have to worry about it. And I think it looks good, but I think the ladies prefer it a little longer on top. Um, not that it – it doesn't matter that much. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I like my hair the way it is, and I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna try to. I think I'm gonna try to experiment and let the curls kind of grow out and see how that looks. Um, the ladies, what am I talking about? Like I just, I just watch sports all day. Um, let's talk about Tom Brady. I believe that this off season, Tom Brady will do one of two things: either retire or go somewhere else. And I'll tell you what the team I think he's targeting is in a moment, but. Really, truly, I, I very much believe that Tom Brady does not want to do a farewell tour, a year where everyone knows, hey, at the end of this year, I'm going to retire and end of my contract. Basically, what Big Ben did this year for Big Ben, everywhere Big Ben went this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, everyone was like, oh, Ben, it's your final time in this stadium and your teammates know about it. And it's a big distraction. Do you know what an Irish goodbye is? An Irish goodbye is where you... Leave quietly and unannounced. I think it's kind of like the coolest way to leave a party, right? Where you, you leave an impression, everyone loves to see you, but you don't walk out the front door, bye everyone, I'll see you next time. You know, you just kind of slowly back off into the crowd, slip out the back door, leave unannounced. It's awesome. I think that it's like the, it's like the Bruce Wayne Batman way to leave a, leave a party, right? That's what Tom Brady, I think, is planning to do. Uh, there's a TV show called The Office. A lot, I'm sure, like everybody, if you don't, if you've never watched The Office, you at least know what The Office is. Minor spoilers for The Office here. Uh, the boss, Michael Scott, told everyone his final day was Friday. The reality was his final day was on a Thursday. He didn't want all the drama, the fanfare. He couldn't handle saying goodbye to his coworkers. He left on a Thursday and never came back. Quiet, unannounced, low key. Tom Brady doesn't want all the drama of a final year. My last hurrah! No, he wants to walk away quietly. Do the Batman e exit. And again, Tom Brady knows that having that last hurrah would really distract from winning. Your teammates are all, there's this nervous tension. Oh, we got to do better for Tom Brady. It's his final game. And you get all messed up in your head. And Tom Brady doesn't want to just play football. He wants to win 
Super Bowls. And if he doesn't think he can win a Super Bowl, he's not going to play because it's not worth it to him. It's too much time away from his family. It's Frankly, it's probably too much work. You know how hard it would be to win a Super Bowl? How much effort goes into building the team, the organization? I, Dude, it's so much you put into it. If you don't even think you can win the Super Bowl at, at, at Tom Brady's age, 44, this stage of his career, it's not worth it to him. So I think Tom Brady most likely is going to pull an Irish goodbye. This year, like probably March, he'll just announce, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm good. However, if Tom Brady plays next year, he's going to go somewhere where he thinks he can win a Super Bowl. Otherwise, it's a waste of time for him. He's not like a, you know, Josh Allen right now is at a different stage of his career. Josh Allen's figuring out how to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. And as many years as it's going to take, Josh Allen's going to try to win a Super Bowl in Buffalo with the Bills. Tom Brady's like, look, I've, I've been there, done that. I, wanna, I don't care where I play, I want to win a Super Bowl. And I think the place for him to do it is San Francisco. He can go there and immediately compete for a Super Bowl. He'd sign a two-year deal, probably retire after year one. Like I said, the Irish, goodbye. And the 49ers need a quarterback for next year. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that good. I worry that whether they beat the Rams or not in the Super Bowl, look, if whether you're playing Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, I, it's hard to believe the 49ers could win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They might get to the game. They may not win that game. And I think at some point it's going to catch up to them. So Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that good. Trey Lance isn't quite ready. By the way, I got a theory. I think that that, remember the quote where Tom Brady said, you're sticking with that mother effer. Like you're going to, Tom Brady in free agency was trying to go to a team. And this one team decided to stick with their starting quarterback instead of make a move to Tom Brady. I think that was the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. I've said that before. I I truly believe that. By the way, Tom Brady's from the Bay Area. So Trey Lance isn't quite ready. He can sit behind Tom Brady for a year. It would greatly benefit your former number three overall pick, Trey Lance. Tom Brady could play for a year, maybe win a Super Bowl with the 49ers. I think another team that's a dark horse could be the Colts. I mean, that'd be a great trade. You trade Carson Wentz to Tampa for Tom Brady. It's a possibility, but I think Tom Brady from the Bay Area wants to go to San Francisco. The 49ers are a great team for him. And do not come to me with obstacles. You know, Tom Brady's not a free agent. He can't go wherever he wants. Yes, he can. He's Tom Brady. All he's really got to do is say, hey, I'm going to retire or you're going to trade me. And the Buccaneers go, yes, sir. You're not going to force Tom Brady to play football on your team. you You can't pull that move on a guy like Tom Brady. He's literally just going to walk away. I It doesn't... uh you can't franchise tag a Tom Brady type player. They're just gonna they have too much power in the league. So if Tom Brady can find a team that he thinks he can win a Super Bowl on, he will go there. Otherwise, I think he's gonna retire. And uh I really the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that makes I was talking to my dad about it. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like the, the Irish goodbye, that idea of a guy who just is gonna, you know, quietly walk away without all the fanfare. He'll retire, he'll probably do an episode of the man in the arena talking about it. But otherwise, I think we, we, it's very possible, very likely we've seen the very last of Tom Brady in the NFL. And remember, just a couple of days ago, I didn't feel that way. So the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, hmm, you know, that does make a lot of sense. This would be a very, I, this could be a very short episode. I don't really know how long it's going to be. I always feel like when I say it'll be short, it ends up being like two hours. So who knows? But a lot of news today. We're just It's like news story after news story after news story. Then we will do predictions for um, the AFC and NFC championship games. Let's talk about this next, though. The Denver Broncos just hired 
Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. And for the last two years, he has been the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. I think it's a good move. I like it. Um, I think it's awesome that they hired an offensive coach who can work with a quarterback. Whatever quarterback they have in Denver, that's been the problem recently, is they could not get a coach who could work closely with a quarterback. You know, Vic Fangio had a great football team, great defensive mind, but the weakness in Denver has been the quarterback position for a while now. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been to a playoff at all, any kind of playoff appearance since Peyton Manning was there. On top of having an offensive coach I like, Nathaniel Hackett, good offensive mind, can work with a quarterback. There's one quarterback in particular I think everybody goes, oh, he could work with Aaron Rodgers. For years, it's been the rumor. and Maybe not for years, but for like the last year and a half, it's been the rumor, hey, Aaron's going to go to Denver at some point. Now they hired Aaron's buddy. Who This really does open the door for an Aaron Rodgers move to the Denver Broncos. Now, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because a lot of people have been saying, like, what's Aaron Rodgers' next move? Is he going to retire? No, no. Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire. I, I think there's a 50-50 chance that Tom Brady could retire, maybe a little more than 50. I think it's more than likely Tom retires and walks away. Aaron Rodgers is not going to walk away. Here's why. He's going to leave Green Bay. I'm very sure of that. But he's going to play because – the way I view Aaron Rodgers is a guy who is an incredible quarterback, very talented, very, very capable, and arrogant. A guy who he kind of he, he believes in himself a little more. He thinks his own crap don't stink. He really he's drinking the Kool-Aid on himself. And an arrogant guy doesn't walk away. Have you ever seen a bar fight? I have. And it's always some guy with an ego who gets you know, bumped or what'd you say? And it's always, it's always some guy who's arrogant. Really, he's buff usually, thinks he's all that. Some guy says something he doesn't like and he can't let it go. He's got to get the last word in. And getting the last word in leads to the bar fight. And whether you're at a bar or a basketball court playing pickup basketball or you're talking about superstar quarterback Aaron Rodgers, that arrogant guy needs the last word. And Aaron wants to prove to everyone that he's right. Look at some of the stuff he said on the Pat McAfee show. I love Pat. Nothing but respect. Um, but he, he, Aaron Rodgers uses Pat McAfee's show as a way to set the narrative about him and change the narrative and control and, and you know kind of get the last word. Hey, games happen on Sunday. Tuesday, he gets to respond to what everybody says about him on Monday. And he wants to prove to the world, hey, Green Bay was the problem, not me. It was the defense. It was the general manager, the special teams. These idiots in Green Bay could never get their act together. No, I'm the man. I can win a Super Bowl. They've been holding me back. Aaron Rodgers wants the last word, and that is why he's going to go to Denver excuse me, and say, I'm going to show the world what I can do. So Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire and he's not going to stay in Green Bay. I can guarantee you those two things. What he's going to do, more than likely, I could see the Colts happening. I could see there's probably other teams out there that he could go to and do well. Maybe San Francisco, that'd be wild. But what if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are both fighting to try to get to San Francisco because they're like, look, they're, they need a quarterback, and I can win there. They're both from the Bay Area, by the way, too. But I think the target location for Aaron Rodgers, the place he's really going to go, is Denver. And I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl there. 
Again, I don't think he's got the leadership qualities required to do that. But he's definitely going to go. He's going to show up and try. He wants to prove to the world everyone's wrong about me. He wants a last word, and that is why Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Denver. The Chicago Bears have hired Matt Eberflus to be their next head coach. Uh, kind of a clunky name, not criticizing the guy, just Eberflus is not my favorite name to say out loud. Uh, he was the Colts' defensive coordinator. He did a very good job. Round of applause for Matt Eberflus. Um, I'm trying to have an open mind because I, everything I hear about the guy is that he's a, a good dude and a, a good guy and probably going to be a good coach. And I love the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. He's also a defensive guy. Now, he's a little bit of a unique situation because he played quarterback in college. So when he sits down to talk to Justin Herbert, they got a connection there. I don't, I don't know Matt Eberfluss's background very well. well actually, let me pause this. I want to look this up. Because maybe Matt Eberfluss played quarterback in college, too. So I, I want to I be clear when I figure this out. Nope. Okay. Matt Eberfluss, linebacker in college, coach for the Colts, Browns, Cowboys, Toledo, Missouri. Um, so he's a defensive guy, which, hey, no problem. They got some defensive players in Chicago. Um, and I will give Matt Eberfluss a chance because, look, you – I don't want to close the door on a guy. Bill Belichick's a defensive head coach. Wildly successful. Here's my concern, though, as the Bears hire Matt Eberfluss to be their head coach. You're going to need somebody to develop your young quarterback in Chicago, Justin Fields. And Matt Eberfluss is not going to be the guy to do that because he's not going to work day-to-day with Justin Fields. So who is? Who's going to be the offensive coordinator in Chicago? And the other problem is, oh, great, you get a great, good offensive coordinator. Maybe you find an offensive coordinator who's fantastic, and he develops Justin Fields. They do great. Well, that guy's going to get a head coaching job and leave. That's what happens everywhere. I really wanted Chicago to hire an offensive-minded head coach, a guy to pair with Justin Fields, to be with him for, you know, they, he, he builds Justin up. They stick together for years. Like, look at Buffalo. Buffalo has a defensive-minded head coach, Sean McDermott. They're going to lose their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, the guy who developed Josh Allen. That concerns me. By the way, why didn't Chicago hire Brian Dable, the guy who developed Josh Allen? That would have been an awesome hire. So, man, I, I've heard good things about Matt Eberfluss. He may be a good head coach. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be close-minded on the guy. I'll give him a chance. But remember, and by the way, this guy worked in Chicago. Vic Fangio was a great defensive coordinator who, as a head coach, could never develop a starting quarterback. And it cost him his job. So I worry. Hey, my question is, Matt Eberfluss might be a good head coach, maybe not. But a good head coach is different than a guy who's developing a young quarterback. And who's going to develop Justin Fields? That's my lingering question in Chicago as they hire Matt Eberfluss. By the way, the Bears also hired a new general manager, Ryan Poles, a guy who in 2008, he joined the Bears as an undrafted rookie free agent. That's awesome. Uh, now he's their general manager. He will be drafting people. So it's kind of a cool story to me, a guy who has history with the Bears organization, Ryan Poles, the new GM. Uh, but again, all I ask, man, who is going to develop Justin Fields in Chicago? I worry they made another mistake hiring a coach. Um, and I just uh, like... Your focal point at this point has to be on the starting quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback 
developed, you're, you're going to have a big problem. And Justin Fields is very talented. He needs a coach. Who's that going to be? I have no idea. Uh, he's not going to be working directly with the head coach. So I, that's a concern to me. Uh, in other news, New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton has stepped down. So Drew Brees retired, and then a year later, the coach also left in New Orleans. And uh, Sean Payton, in my opinion, is probably going to do TV for a year or two and kind of just, you know, take some time off, relax, buy it his time, and eventually kind of look around at what jobs are available. Who has a quarterback I want to work with? Where do I want to go? Uh, I'd love to see Sean Payton work with, like, Derek Carr. That'd be really fun. I don't know. I, he's not going to coach immediately. That's pretty clear. It's going to take a little bit of downtime. And I got to say, I really respect Sean Payton for leaving. A lot of people don't know when to walk away, and you have to know when to leave. In my opinion, Sean Payton has taken the train as far as it goes in New Orleans. Like, when the horse dies, you got to get off. And, I mean, I do wonder, like, a little bit, if Taysom Hill had been a better quarterback, would that have kept Sean Payton around? I don't know. You know, they, they tried multiple times to replace Drew Brees. Jameis Winston got hurt. Sean, you know, Taysom Hill was hopefully the guy. He never really impressed me. But now New Orleans is left in a, a crater, basically, where they got no coach, no quarterback. It's also a little bit late in the, the, the game to be hiring a coach. Like, ideally, it would have been great for Sean Payton to tell ownership, you know, two weeks ago that he's leaving. Uh, so now it's a total rebuild in New Orleans. And, um, you know, I don't think anyone should ever have anything bad to say about Sean Payton and what he did in New Orleans because – in fact, I think some people, if, you, if you're like 20 years old, then your entire existence, like aware of New Orleans, they've been a good football team. I think some people don't even realize how drastically and dramatically Sean Payton changed the Saints organization. What he did was amazing. In 16 years, he went 152 and 89. Nine winning seasons, and the way I define a winning season, I think eight and eight to some people counts as a winning year. I don't count that. You have to be – you win more games than you lose. That's a winning season to me. Eight and eight, don't cut it for me. Um, and before him in the history of the team, since 1967, the Saints only won more than eight games seven times. Under Sean Payton, they did it nine times. He did it more times in 16 years than the organization had done in all the years they'd operated before that. And the Saints had only won one playoff game as a franchise before Sean Payton. Hey, Sean Payton won nine playoff games and a Super Bowl. He took the bottom barrel worst team in the NFL and turned them around. By the way, at a time when Hurricane Katrina had destroyed their city, he took the job on and made it happen there. I mean, before Sean Payton got there, think of the way we look at the Detroit Lions or the you know, I mean, the Jets are bad, but they've, they've had some success recently, right? Like, there's not a lot of teams. Maybe the only one you can compare it to is the Houston Texans, who have truly been awful. Like, the Houston Texans have never even been to a AFC championship game. Like, they're awful. But they're also relatively new. I mean, this is the Saints were the worst team in the NFL for years and years and years. And you can't actually quantify how embarrassing and bad they were. Sean Payton changed that. How many people have we seen take their first, you know, this was Sean Payton's first ever head coaching job. When you see a coach go to the Jets, the 
the Lions, the Texans. You go, oh, poor guy, right? No, Sean Payton's the guy who actually made it work. He was the offensive coordinator in Dallas, then he got hired in 2006 to be the head coach and killed it. So I got nothing but admiration and respect for Sean Payton, what he's doing there. It's awesome. And uh, now a lot of people will say, oh, maybe he will go to Dallas. Remember, he's got history there. He coached there once upon a time. I remember he was livid when they didn't hire him to be the head coach. Um, In my opinion, Sean Payton is too strong-willed to be the head coach in Dallas. He doesn't want to be micromanaged with Jer- by Jerry Jones, the owner, and fight for control. So I don't see Sean Payton going to the Cowboys to be their head coach. Uh, it's, it's a possibility. Maybe when Jerry Jones is old and feeble and ready to relinquish control, but certainly not now. Well, Jerry Jones has an iron strong grip on everything that happens in that organization. Um, but I, I'm excited. I think at some point we're going to see Sean Payton come back to coaching. He's going to take a year or two off, relax, do his thing. But he is a really, really good quarterback coach. And I want to see him work with a guy like Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. Uh, Justin Herbert would be amazing, right? Somebody, I want to see Sean Payton with another legendary quarterback like he had with Drew Brees. And uh, remember, he helped develop Drew Brees, too. It wasn't like Drew Brees was amazing when he got to New Orleans. Like he, he, They built each other together. So um, you know, he did one year without Drew Brees, said, I'm good, I'm out. And I want to see Sean Payton with a truly great quarterback. That would be so much fun to me. And uh, I don't know. I just I think in a year or two we're going to get a fun little present there. And whether he gets traded or eventually his contract will expire, I don't know. But uh, I am excited for the day that Sean Payton does. I, I think pretty clearly eventually return to coaching in the NFL. All right. Um, we got two things left to talk about. This weekend, I got to open my phone for this one. This weekend, Browns – this weekend, what is it? What is it? Thursday? So this week. Uh, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield put this on social media. He actually put it on his Instagram story. He said, quote, getting off all social media for the foreseeable future. Got to do what's best to focus on me, my family, and loved ones. Appreciate all the support. Time to get right. If it's a business or marketing inquiry, contact – and then he tagged Chris Talbot, who I think is his agent. Uh, so basically – uh, Baker Mayfield said, I'm, I'm just going to be very focused this offseason. I'm not going to listen to the noise. I'm not going to be doing very much. I'm not going to be posting. I love that. I, I think more quarterbacks should do that. Um, I can't do that. Part of my job is social media, right? I'm basically like, I hate that this is true, but I'm basically an influencer, right? Like I have to use social media to promote and, you know, shill off my videos and my stuff, you know, my podcasts and stuff I do. Baker Mayfield doesn't make money from social like, – and if he does, he can have people post for him. He doesn't need to ever look at his phone and have social media on it. What Baker Mayfield's job is is to work at football, training, get be- getting better, rehab. And I love this. I love the idea of Baker Mayfield just going away for a while, going to work quietly, privately, coming back stronger. Like use your phone to set up throwing sessions with your teammates. Don't use your phone to post about your vacation and what you're doing. Like I just – Go away. No social media for Baker Mayfield. There's no need. And uh, I like that. I, I, I would – man, you know, Baker Mayfield is a guy who has very much not done what I thought he needed to in the last year or so, right? He's been a disappointing performer in Cleveland. But remember, this is a guy who once walked on to two different colleges. This is a guy who went from a walk-on to Heisman Trophy winner 
to number one overall pick to winning a playoff game in Cleveland. Like, Baker Mayfield's done some really epic stuff in his life. And I don't, I, I am certain that he can overcome whatever obstacle is in front of him right now, making him play badly in Cleveland. And I'm rooting for the guy. I, you know, I've been very critical of him. I think he's deserved that criticism. But I'm also open to Baker Mayfield getting better and making a change at quarterback. And if he plays well, I, I will change my tune on him because I, I evaluate what you've done recently. And if Baker Mayfield can come back next year, play very well, um, I like that thought. So I'm very much excited and interested for the future of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And I think not being on social media will help with that. All right. Here's a prediction topic. I, uh, I've thought about this all week. And let's just jump in. This weekend, we've got two really, really big football games. The AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship. And man, my brain is telling me one thing and my gut says another. And I don't want to be the guy who is afraid of taking a risk. Now, before I get into all that, I don't want to say any more because I want to first tell you this. I want to start off with some advice. When you watch football this weekend, take it in. Appreciate it. Appreciate Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Joe Burrow. Like, there's incredible football players all around the NFL playing this weekend. You know, all around the NFL, I guess. The four football teams playing this weekend are pretty special and going to play a lot of good high-level football. But there's a really special trio in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Travis Kelsey at tight end, and receiver Tyreek Hill. I don't know how long these three are going to play together. It could be five more years. Could be I, don't, I have no idea how long. But at some point, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, they're not going to be playing together anymore. I don't know when that's going to be. We all believe Mahomes is going to last the longest out of all of them. And so my advice is just appreciate them. And a lot of people have Kansas City fatigue. They're tired of this team being around. And I get it. I think I've been part of that. Um, but this weekend, if Kansas City does win, just 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 marvel in what they do. Because the way they play together, the way they ad-lib, the stuff they've done. They, they scored a touchdown or a field goal last week. Two plays, 10 seconds, set up a 48-yard field goal to win the game. They do incredible stuff. And... Win or lose, when you watch football this weekend, just, just try to appreciate and marvel and savor the moment of how good these three are in Kansas City. Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. It's amazing. And uh, that's, that's the advice I want to start with before we get into my prediction here. Uh, now, let's be honest about a prediction. And this might cheapen it a little bit. If it does, I apologize. But I look, I, I got to be honest. Um, there are often week, weeks where I go... And sometimes I don't pick every game, but when I make a prediction, I usually go, I feel very strongly that blank is going to happen. The reality is, though, this weekend it's a guess. This weekend I'm going, look, I, I've got a stronger reason for why I think these teams are going to win than these other teams. And it might surprise you. But also, a game has so many ways it can work out. Like They always say any given Sunday. So if I'm right this weekend, I'm not going to gloat. I'm not going to say I told you so. But on the flip side, if I'm wrong, I'm not going to feel bad because it's a, it's a football game. Like, you can't – I can't – I'm not a fortune teller. I can't predict the future. However, this weekend – and I, I have to listen to my gut this weekend, right? The, the little voice in my head saying – really screaming, listen to me! I'm right! And if I don't listen to that voice, I'm going to regret it forever. 
So this weekend, I believe the 49ers and the Bengals are going to win. Which, I know they're the underdogs. I know they're not the favorite. But I believe in them. And I can't, I can't ignore that. And the 49ers, man, they haven't lost to the Rams in three years. They've won six games in a row against L.A. By the way, Sunday in L.A., it's going to be basically a home game for the 49ers. It'll be a 49ers crowd. The resale market's been crazy. Oh, and by the way, what have I said all year about the Rams starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford? And I don't know why I would change this now. I've said all year, I don't know why. You know, I, I don't trust the guy in a big moment at the end of the year, game on the line. You know, biggest moment of the year. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to throw an interception. I don't think he can handle that moment. And in a weird way, who's more experienced in bigger games, Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford? Jimmy Garoppolo has played in bigger games than Matthew Stafford ever has. Matthew Stafford's basically a rookie to this moment. Oh, and, and hey, when the game was tied 10-10 to 10 last week, which quarterback put together the game-winning drive? Was it Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo? For all the crap we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm going to say a lot of stuff about the guy, he does handle big moments really, really well. I saw him smiling, having fun, relaxed, doesn't have a care in the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm worried about Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Like, the 49ers quarterback, he ain't going to have a job next year probably in San Francisco. He's not that good. However, he handles pressure very, very well. On the flip side, Matthew Stafford doesn't have a turnover yet in the playoffs, which sounds great, but to me that tells me he's due. At some point, that's going to change, and I think he's going to slip up, man. I really think that Matthew Stafford's going to have a key fumble, a key turnover. I just don't trust the guy. End of the fourth quarter against a team that has just dominated the Rams for three years now. The 49ers have the Rams' number. They've got a great pass rush, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, the Rams are loaded, too. Odo Beckham Jr., Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Cooper Cup. Like, you can go on. This is going to be a great football game. I believe that. But I have the 49ers winning a close game on Sunday against L.A. Now, the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow believes he can win a Super Bowl. He ain't phased. He, he's like, dude, I dominated Alabama in college. Nobody thought I could do that. I, I came out of nowhere and won a national title at LSU. Joe Burrow has the absolute confidence. He believes he can win a Super Bowl. He's also playing with house money in Cincinnati. He's like, I got nothing to lose. Nobody thought I'd even be here, let alone have a chance to win. Anyone see Evan McPherson kick the game when he field goal last week? Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals, hit the game-winning field goal. And as the ball's going through the uprights, he didn't even watch it. He kicks it and turns. It's like when Steph Curry shoots a three-pointer, doesn't even watch it go in. He, you know, like the turnaround three. That's the confidence this football team has in Cincinnati. They're not afraid. They even beat... Cincinnati beat Kansas City week 17. They're like, we've already beaten this football team. We're not afraid. And that's, that's very powerful, I think, this weekend for the Bengals. I am more confident in the 49ers than the Bengals. But Kansas City on defense loves to blitz. Joe Burrow loves when you blitz him. You bring extra defenders to get after Joe Burrow, he's like, oh, goody. I got one-on-one coverage with Jamar Chase, one-on-one coverage with Tyler Boyd. I'll find CJ Uzoma over the middle. Like, he's not afraid. T. Higgins... Again, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They have this amazing receiving core in Cincinnati. Hey, the safety, Tyron Matthew in Kansas City, isn't at 
He just came back to practice. The Bengals' defense is playing outstanding. So I am hoping it's going to be an insane football game. And logic says that the Rams are a better team. They should win. They got Matthew Stafford. They got arguably the MVP, Cooper Cup. Kansas City is this incredible football team, Patrick Mahomes. And I worry that having a bad quarterback is going to catch up to the 49ers. And I worry that Patrick Mahomes may be unbeatable. But I can't ignore that little voice, my gut, that little voice telling me that the 49ers are going to win. The Bengals are going to win. And if I ignored that voice, I would regret it this weekend. So this weekend, I'm picking the 49ers and the Bengals to win. Uh, Super Burrow is going to be awesome. We're going to get a Super Burrow between, you know, Super Bowl. And it's stupid, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's going to be awesome. I think the Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers and Bengals. I had the Bengals winning that Super Bowl. Um, and by the way, the 49ers and Bengals played each other in a Super Bowl January 22nd, 1989. The 49ers won by four points. So I'd be a weird repeat of history, but I, I really think that both underdogs are going to win this weekend. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll own it. You guys know that. And, and if I'm right, I'm not going to gloat. But man, I, I, I'm, I'm really, the more I think about it, I'm like, I can build a way more compelling argument for the 49ers than I can the Rams. I can build a way more compelling argument for the Bengals than I can Kansas City. And the best team doesn't always win. So I got Cincinnati and San Francisco winning this weekend in the NFL playoffs. And uh, I'm very excited for what that Super Bowl could look like. Either way, it's going to be an incredible weekend of football. Enjoy, enjoy the games. It's going to be great. And uh, have a great time. Guys, that's all I have. Can you hear? There's like a... Dude, I'm telling you, this city, it's always like right outside... It's just, you know what, I'm going to end the show by getting a video of this, because what, what is happening out there? Come on. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that sound. It literally sounds like a garbage truck, but it's been going for like five minutes. And I just recorded through it. I hope you couldn't hear it in the background. But uh, I love you. I appreciate you so much. I will see you on the next episode. And uh, until next time, bam, we are done.